Welcome to Vault Boys WV. I'm your card-carrying cryptozoologist, Dave Chaffins, and joining me is my favorite, son of a Mothman, Austin O'Connor. How you doing? What's going on, man? That that the intro is 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 very um, relevant today. I feel like, mm, mm, yeah, for what we're talking about, we've kind of we've kind of waned away from those things, but I feel like we're maybe we're going back to our roots today. I'm start. I'm starting to think that that, that this episode is like a good. It's gonna be a good uh, starting point for all of that. And I feel like that if if we really use the titles that were given to us today, then I think we're gonna come out with a banger of an app. You know. I don't think you can go wrong there. Then if yeah. if we do that, you know. I'm glad that you're okay with me saying a banger of an app. Um, I just, you know. Just do what makes you happy, you know. I'm just gonna, just whatever makes you, whatever makes, you, whatever tickles your fancy. Mm, you want to say yep. app? Say app. You know what I mean? I'm I'm here. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, I have news for you. Okay, I'm ready for the news. I have received my vaccine. I've been. You vaccinated. have received your vaccine, and that that's big. Mm-hmm. That's big. You didn't text me though. Were you waiting to tell me here? I was. I was. Well, I figured. You know, I always talk to you around this time. You know, for some odd reason, yeah. that's when I do that. Um, mm-hmm. I am very excited. Yeah, it was very. I was very fortunate to go and and get mm-hmm. that. Uh, I was very very lucky to be in a group that they were like, "Yep, you're ready to go," and got it. Yeah. And let's. How's your arm feel? I mean, okay. So here's the thing. I will. I will never complain about you know me getting this vaccine and not dying. I like to not die. Um, yeah. So having this vaccine helps that. Um, right. After I got the vaccine, people had always said that you d- you're not going to feel, you're not going to feel that great, or it could be nothing, and you could feel like mm-hmm. feverish. The best right. way that I could describe post vaccine, and and it's gone today, except for I have a little bit of soreness in my arm. Soreness in my arm is just kind of a, a given. Yeah. It felt like I was a freshman that went out to the party. Mm-hmm. Took probably like, I would say, three shots of tequila, three shots Everclear, yeah. two shots of Kraken, because somebody's like, "Hey, dude, I have this Kraken. It's black rum." <laughs> um, somebody and probably two two Natty Lights, and then so I stayed up, matched, and then I stayed up all night. Yeah, and then it's like Sunday afternoon that next day. Yeah, that's how I felt. It it felt like a really absolutely terrible hangover and i haven't had a terrible hangover since probably freshman year when i had you know three shots of everclear when you had those exact when i had those exact same drinks (laughs) see that's strange that you had that reaction i didn't have the the like next day hangover feeling yeah i've had a few other friends that did yeah it's just strange how that how it's uh kind of taking like different people like I, re- I guess you really just don't know what to expect at this point but today i felt fine like today that's good I, I and i got i just got it yesterday um so today i just have like arm soreness but i mean i have that yeah. when i get the flu shot anyways um right but, my arm was like it was like a three-day soreness for me on my yeah. arm yeah i that was that was the only big thing that yeah i i was just surprised at the feeling um because it started yeah. there and then it kind of morphed into this um I, I described the scenario to my wife, who was also in the picture. My during, wife. My wife during during that scenario, and um, later on that night, it felt like 
the time that we got married, you know, that one time we got married mm-hmm. and then I, yeah. I had to drive to the airport in Raleigh, that same, like we got married at night and then yeah. I had to leave the house at midnight to drive to Raleigh yeah. at 4 a.m. to catch our flight to go to St. Lucia. And then yeah. it was like 11 at 11 a.m. I was in a van going to our resort in St. Lucia and I felt right. very tired and not just mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm tired. Like I, I am going to just like, I'm not in this plane of existence yeah. anymore. I am just drained. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I've heard. The second vaccine is like for most people. So I'm fully expecting that to happen, but it's like, I will welcome it. Like just give, just put, give me like four of the second oh. dose, you know, just, just light me up. Like I said, I, I'm not trying I'm not, I am so lucky to get a vaccine. Um, yeah. I'm not complaining about that. I'm just describing to you how it felt. And it was almost comedic. Like I felt like I felt I was in a good mood yesterday. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I was ecstatic to get it, but it was just funny. It was like a Mm -hmm. funny, like, why do I like the very specific feelings, you know? Right. Well, I, I'm just, it's so cool to me now to see how many people are getting vaccinated. And like, there have been a lot of people our age now that like, it's becoming much more accessible at least in our part of the world. Like I know some parts of the country, it's there's still kind of a shortage. So we've been fortunate. But um, seeing those numbers, the, the deaths and the hospitalizations go down has, I think, made my mental health improve drastically. Just not having that as much of an impending doom right? Uh, kind of looming over. Right. Um, so that's cool. I'm glad that you guys, that you were able to get those. Yeah. I, um, I've got, I think, another... Like week and a half before I go get my second one. And, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm loading up on ibuprofen and maybe a little bit of Gatorade. I'm just going to take the day off the day after I'm just going to take that day off and just like binge watch something. I don't know what yet. I've got to just got it planned out as a sick day already. Yeah, that makes sense. Hey, got to do, you know, you got to take care of yourself. Got to do what you got to do. But yeah, yeah that's, that's weird right now. That's that's kind of been I guess that's been my week other than I've, I've been playing with my my new toy a bunch. I'm trying to, you know, yeah, having fun with it. Yeah, having fun, having a good time. Um, learning what feel like you stepped just into the future. Yeah, I'm like really into the future. And so now like I went to go mix down the the audio for the last podcast and it was like, hey, do you just want to like we're just going to skip that and we'll just put it on iTunes. And I was like. Sure. So, I mean, it was like, like a minute and normally that take like my yeah. old computer, it's like, see you in an hour later, Gator, mm-hmm. I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very pleased in the performance. There's a, that's like with mine, when I got this, when I got my new MacBook, mm-hmm. my old one, I could barely edit my photos anymore. And then yesterday I tried this new thing on Photoshop. It's like a, like a super enhanced, like it'll like double the, the quality resolution of your photo. Mm. And I was like, okay, my old one probably wouldn't even do that. And it took this one like four seconds to completely render the photo. And it's just like, yeah, when you step into the future like that, it's just, it's, it's it, gold. I don't know. Like, Everything I think is you gold. don't realize how bad you had it <laughs> until you get something new. Right. So I'm glad you got it though. You're, and you, you, I saw like you're playing a few PC games. I saw that. So you want it? Is yeah, that, I've that tried fun? out. Um, I pretty much I've like gotten all the stuff that I used to play like back when I like for, yeah. like when I had a PC. So it's like old, like what is it? Like Portal, 
Um, yeah. Uh, what, what else? Like Warcraft three, like not World of Warcraft. Yeah. Work like the the strategy Warcraft. game that came before that. <laughs> like yeah. it, the only new old thing school. out of out of all the stuff, and I mean it's like a lot. It's like a lot of old stuff, like Fallout three, Fallout yeah. New Vegas, Morrowind, Oblivion, that kind of yeah. stuff. None of the new stuff. Um, but the but the main thing is Sea of Thieves. That's the new one I've been playing. And I've en- highly enjoyed. Yeah. Myself, I saw you that. said you were playing that. that yeah. So that, that's a game that's like intrigued me, and I still sort of want to check it out. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I think that it is very ex- like if if you can get it on an Xbox or a PC or whatever. I mean, I don't have a graphics mm-hmm. card dedicated for anything on my PC, so it, yeah, it runs fine on like really low graphics settings. But mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't you know I haven't noticed a really a performance thing outside of just yeah. the graphics themselves, but. Anyways, it's very easy to get into, um, especially with a group of mm-hmm. friends. And nothing, like, it, there's no, like, level up kind of, I guess. Like, you, you don't yeah. ever get stronger. You stay the same and you have the same tools all the time. So mm-hmm. all of your money is just used for cosmetics in the game, which I like. Um, so you yeah, don't have to, like, like... right up your alley. Right. So it's just, like, you can just yeah. pick it up and play it, and you're the same. I mean, if you have more friends, generally, you're, you got a better pirate crew. Other than that, yeah. Well, I'll have to check it out then. Yeah. I've still got my Xbox just hanging out, and uh, I feel like I haven't played it in a few years. Yeah, we'll then play it together. I switched over to PlayStation, and I don't know the new the stuff with uh, with Bethesda and Xbox. That's kind of got me itching to get back into the Xbox world. Yeah, it, it, I mean, now's a good time. It seems I yeah, you know, I have a I went out and sprung for that PlayStation Five, and now I'm like. Well, at least I can play all these other cool games. Yeah. So do you think, I haven't really heard yet, is Bethesda going to be an exclusive now with Xbox, or have they decided that yet? I mean, from from my point of view, they said that anywhere that Games Pass, which is the the, kind of the Netflix Mm -hmm. of Xbox, anywhere that's available, um, they're going to put their Bethesda games. So people are like, oh, well, PlayStation could have the Games Pass. And I'm like, "But, but they won't. So I, I think that they're going to yeah. stay on. I think your uh, Fallout 76 and uh, Elder Scrolls Online are probably your only games that are going to get updated uh, just because of their, you, yeah. you kind of don't want to silo those. They're so big, yeah. you don't want to. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do, but that's pretty, I mean, it's big. I definitely am I'm a little I'm a little intrigued now to get yeah. back into that world. Yeah, and I mean, their library of stuff is, I think, better because there's not outside of maybe minecraft like there's not really an an iconic thing anymore halo's not as iconic as it was i I was talking about this the other day it's like the the allure of halo is going to your friend's house getting on their xbox or xbox 360 Mm -hmm. and sitting around playing like four player split screen or maybe hopping online but you want to go back to when you were like 15 or 16 doing that Mm -hmm. and they just I feel like they opened that market for so many other people that now they like we I respect Halo for what it was and right. what it created for a lot of other things. But like you're saying, like it's just not like I don't I don't want to get an Xbox just because Halo's on Xbox or Gears of War. Both of them are kind of in the same right for me like i would much rather i i don't really care about any new halos but i like i could play halo one two and three probably over and over again and be pretty happy about that which you can just play that on a 360 and not spend nearly as much money as what you would on getting a new like 
series whatever it is yeah, it's hard uh, xbox I mean, there's xbox one s xbox one x xbox series s yeah. xbox like <laughs> the the branding is is kind of strange i don't know i just yeah i i respect playstation for just keeping it kind of yeah, Online. they have, you know, one, two, three, four, five. one thing I will give them and, and, you know, both, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, come over here, be my Sony pony, get on my little Sony pony system here. Um, but the branding, you know, which one is next? Yeah. Like, you know, they it's got just, the one and the two, yeah. three, four, five. And yeah, then you could do, just, um, you know, what is that dance? The keep it shuffle. The one, two, shuffle, yeah. three, four, five. No, that's. Um, I think that's Mambo number five. I think that's Mambo number five. Yeah, I think that's that Mambo number five. Mambo I number saw five. where your heart was with yeah. that, though. It's all you know. Your th- your head was in the right place. I said one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> so what? I mean, what else? You got vaccinated. That's a, that's big in itself. You what about now? Games. I've I've talked enough about my life and what's going on. I mean, I could have you know. I could have discovered a treasure chest in my backyard, but I want to skip past that and ask you what you've been got, what you've been got going, gone, gone down there in your life, you know? Man, not a lot of stuff. I've just been, uh, I've just been working a lot, but I, I kind of mentioned to you my newest, my newest thing now is like, I'm, I'm paying attention to my dreams a lot more. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I had a doozy of a dream last night. Well, I had two dreams. Mm-hmm. First was very like weird. I, I I was in a room. I was like in a classroom watching a movie on like a projector. And I looked down and I was holding E.T. in my arms. Hmm. And then and then he turned into an otter. And then he was gone. And I woke up and I was like, that was a, that was a fucking weird dream. <laughs> like that was that was weird. So I go back to sleep and uh in the dream, the second dream, I'm in. I was in like a meadow, just like this big, vast, beautiful meadow, mm-hmm. and there was this tree, the most beautiful tree I think I've ever seen. And mm-hmm. it's like the leaves are changing, and the wind is blowing, and it's kind of hanging over. And the sky was perfect, and you know, just like perfect sunset and clouds. And I'm like, okay, this is great. I've got my camera, so I'm taking pictures of this tree. This is perfect these birds start flying over the tree. So, so far I'm like, this is great. This is yeah. so awesome. Like perfect picture. I'm about to get the picture of my life. Well, then all like more birds start coming in more birds start coming in. The sky's full of birds just going every which direction. It's like chaos. And then the, the sky like opens up, right? Mm-hmm. And it gets dark and it starts thundering. And I see a face in the sky, just a big face Kind of like Zordon from Power Rangers. Is I was that about to say, that was, I was about to give yeah. the example. Was it like it was Zordon kind of, or was it like the Teletubbies? What's the? It was kind of like Zordon in the clouds. And, and it, it's just like staring at me, right? And I had this like sense of like, I was like, all right, this is the end of the world. This is it. This is, this is, I'm witnessing the end of the world. And then all of a sudden the face like disappears and like tornadoes start popping down everywhere and then everything went pitch black and I woke up. And so me, it's like 6.30 this morning, waking up from that, I'm just like, okay, is this the day I die? Like, is this like telling me something? Is this foreshadowing something? And I had told you before, I've had, I had some dreams where I was like, like things were happening after I had a dream. So it was, uh, that was a fun, like all day today, I was like looking over my shoulder and like paranoid or like thinking like the rapture is coming today or something. Yeah. So 
so I, this this head in the clouds with the tornadoes. I can't make heads or tails of that. But let's go back yeah. to let's go back to ET turning into an otter when you're in the classroom. Yeah, that one I got. I have no answers for on that. So, I'm, so just, I'm I, thinking to myself, you know, I have a I have a dream deck, which is like a it, it decodes some of your dreams and what you could be, you know, what you could be doing. And yeah. I think um, I think aliens uh, symbolize um, uh, something new and weird. Like yeah. there's there's a presence in your life that is new and weird. It is totally outside of your I guess your realm of, um, expertise, um, right. as far as turning into an otter, I mean, if that's, if, if it is a transformation, that means that it has changed in some way uh, that doesn't yeah. have a specific section on otters, but you know, otters are, uni- was it a cute otter? Like yeah, what was the was cuteness cute level of this otter? Was it like, all it was right. the cutest otter you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, so the, I mean, you know, I'm not trying to be your 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 dream decipher here, but I think that means that you've got a new experience in your life that's that's transforming into something that's more familiar and and water based. Water based, yeah. It, mm. Well, that's the thing. I looked everything up, and like apocalypse dreams seem to mean like a new beginning, things changing, things coming to an end in your life, and changing into something else. And so maybe that's like. It's a, it's a, yeah. I don't know what's coming my way. I don't know. What I tell exactly. you, I've told you before, and I'll tell you again. Come into my house. We'll have you. We'll, we'll draw your animal spirit. We'll do your tarot card. We've got all the things. You know, I'll even hold a seance. You know, I'll even okay. we'll get the Ouija we'll board out. We'll, we'll do um, it. you know, I've never done. I've never messed with that stuff before. But you know, maybe it's time. I but think the it thing is. like like. Like what I was saying, it definitely makes me think of like. And this is, I think, this is a good segue. This is, mm-hmm. this is a, this is a very like. I have no shame in the segue. Okay. You know, just prophesizing things and maybe foreshadowing things and warning of things. It it very reminiscent of of I think like one of our favorite things in the world, and that's that's the Mothman. The the infamous the mothman. mothman what are you the what mothman. what are you talking about what is this this thing the mothman well so i how many times have we i guess on the old podcast we probably had to talk about him what like four or five times like i think that episodes? we actually talked about him twice one in the context of just mothman yeah so twice in the context of injured cold but i don't like yeah. i don't think we Here's the thing we have we we haven't caught up with Bob Man. We haven't yeah. done uh, a, a, really an intro way for people to mm. discover Mothman and Mothman going yeah. forward and and going in the future is such an integral part to the show. Yeah. Um. What is this show? I'm not sure, but yeah. he is is definitely He's integral. Right there. He's right there with us. Yes. But the Mothman. If I guess I don't really know how many people wouldn't know who he is. But I guess we can do like a rundown mm. before we move forward with what he's up to now. So the Mothman is sort of like, I feel like he's like an icon in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that's probably a fair way to describe his level of stardom here. Um, essentially, I guess the Mothman um, was first sighted in, I believe, 1966. Mm-hmm. Um just north of Charleston first. Yeah. Um, there were some guys, I guess, what, digging in a cemetery, digging graves. 
and saw what they couldn't explain, like a flying creature with red eyes. Mm-hmm. And then not long after, Point Pleasant had, and this is like long story short, I'm not really going into detail. No. But Point Pleasant had a, a, a string of sightings, I think over the course of like a year or two, of this winged, like red-eyed, humanoid, like six, seven-foot-tall creature that was flying around. And... um and and everyone felt dread and just weird spooky things were happening and then you know eventually the silver bridge in point pleasant collapsed and then he was never seen again in point pleasant and all of these people claimed to have seen the same thing in different parts of town different families people that had no reason to lie about it and there were so many police reports that eventually like national news sources were picking up the story and and running it and um I think because of the Silver Bridge collapse, a lot of people just sort of assumed he was warning of this. And I think over the years, there have been sightings of him in other places where something happens after he spotted and he's sort of become this like harbinger of doom. Like he's telling you something bad is going to happen. That's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. But I don't really guess there's ever been like a report of him really attacking a person. Like he's just kind of hanging out. Like people are afraid of here. him, but there's no like, oh, Mothman came and scratched me in the night, or oh, Mothman yeah. came and and did this to me, yeah. and like he's there's just, none of those real reports. Yeah, he's just kind of he's just kind of a good. I I think he's misunderstood. I think that's what Mothman is. I think he's misunderstood. Why do you think I that think- is? Why do you think that people associate him with things that are really like? absolutely horrifying or terrible. I, I think when you see like a seven foot tall creature with red eyes flying through the sky, human nature, we just think that that thing's going to kill me. Mm-hmm. But like, maybe he's just lonely, you know, who knows how many moth men or moth ladies or moth, whatever you want to call it. Like how many of them are there? Mm-hmm. How many? Cause I don't know what species he is. We got to get to the bottom of it. We got to get him some friends and then, or maybe they already have a club. I don't know. Maybe they're single right. and they're everywhere. Right. Is and is there one moth man or is there many mothmen, you know? Yeah. Is there is there are they like card are they card carrying as well? Like do they right. have a, like a it's like a like a are they are do they have like a union? Right. <laughs> Did they unionize? Are they, t- <laughs> they unionize? Did moth the moth people unionize? Like but it's it's strange and I can't like verify completely because mm-hmm. you can't believe everything you read on the internet even and right with when you get into cryptozoology a lot of times the sources clearly can be a little wacky at times yes but even like Chern- like chernobyl their people reported that they saw this winged red-eyed creature before the nuclear plant you mm-hmm. know everything that happened there um there were sightings in um where was the tsunami in like 2011? Was that Indonesia? Um, I think it was like Indonesia, maybe. I forgot where, but I remember I reading some articles about like there were, were sightings there and places where maybe earthquakes happened before the earthquake happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and most notably recently, I even saw NPR ran a story on this. He has been spotted in Chicago, which is interesting because you. I'm, I'm gonna let you take this from here. You oh. receive something in the mail. I mean, uh, well, I wanna, I wanna get to that. Uh, like, that's like, uh, that's something I want to get into. But I've yeah. kind of looked up. 
just because out of out of curiosity, what exactly Mothman has been up to in Chicago? Um, so, which it seems like it's a lot. Like it's not just like one guy was like, "Oh, I saw it." It's right, like a lot. So it seems like Mothman is in the Great Lakes region of Chicago right now, and that's been going on apparently for about ten years. Uh, but he has actually been particularly at the Chicago O'Hare Airport. And here we are yet again, going back to airports. <laughs> so we can't stay away. We can't stay away. So a number of different people have seen, like, out they're delivering something or they're going something, and they see like Mothman not in the air, but legitimately on the ground, like hmm. just stand there. Sometimes yeah. Mothman will run at them and then fly up in the air. Um, yeah. It, 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 especially He's there just was cranky now. Yes. Um, yeah. So apparently, in total, there were fifty-five different sightings in Chicago, and that's over the that's course of ten years. Um, so I'm curious what's going to happen in Chicago. Yeah, because it seems like a a long time for him to just hang out in one place. Yeah, it, it is a long time for him to hang out in a particular place. Um, uh, maybe I have a theory. What's your theory? Uh, a couple years ago, the Chicago Bears passed on um, both Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes in the draft. Is this baseball? This is this is good old American football. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, they passed on two of the best quarterbacks in the league in the draft to get Mitchell Trubisky from UNC, who has just been a stinker. Mm. And I think maybe Mothman was trying to tell him, hey, you know, we uh, maybe you shouldn't do, do that. Right. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't go with Mitch Trubisky. Maybe mm-hmm. you should go with these two quarterbacks who, you know, I mean, Patrick Mahomes has played in the last two Super Bowls and won one of them. And Mitch Trubisky has been benched for for like two different backups twice already. So maybe Mothman was maybe he was on to something. I don't know. Right. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that I wonder, and this is uh, entirely unscientific, but when you think about lakes as opposed to mm-hmm. oceans, like yeah. people haven't spent a lot of time, you know, and this is, you know, I don't actually know, but people haven't spent a lot of time under lakes, you know, mm-hmm. like people haven't been like the ocean. It's like, oh, there's a coral reef and oh, there's like yeah. deep sea fish. And it's like yeah. nobody really knows what's on the bottom of and, some of these lakes, but a great lake. You know? Yeah. You know? Lake Michigan's big. That's a big lake. I mean, when you're there, it looks like an ocean. Yeah, it, it, it genuinely does. You, you don't see that. There's no like, oh, there's the other side of the lake. It's like, no, yeah. you're good. Yeah, I mean, you have legitimate waves and beaches, and it's 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 wild. I mean, it, it's a very large body of water. Some would, like, say, some would say I it's even know. eerie. It's just, yeah, thinking about the things that are probably in that water. Mm. Some would say. Hmm. Hmm. Some would say eerie. So I, I'm always I'm always curious about what Mothman is up to, but we've we've gotten, I guess, a number of uh, episodes talking about Mothman, a number of different things. Um, but I finally want to break this out, um, and I'm gonna sh- this is also a, a, a video portion. Um, I've received a letter from Mothman. Here, I'm gonna open it, and I'm gonna read it to you. So this letter I received back, oh, you know, however long ago, I guess, like a year or two, I suppose. 
It was like right when we had sort of finished up. Like we were finishing up our old show. Yeah, it was about that time. Um, I think we had just we, we had like one more episode to do. I don't know. Yeah. I will now read this. Um, this is to both of us, really, uh, because it's addressed to gentlemen. So I want you to know this is also new. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Gentlemen. Oh, first of all, before I even begin this, this is postmarked from Chicago. It yeah. is addressed like from... Like, it's legitimately from Chicago. It is legit. Like, the, you can't... Like, you, can't, you couldn't fake this, this postmark. Like, you wouldn't be able to do it because it's postal service. They're going to be the ones that put the stamp on the stamp, you know? You know what I mean? Uh, but it's from, it's from Mr. Man in Chicago, Illinois. Gentlemen. Mr. Moth Man. I hope this missive finds you well. I have recently learned that you gentlemen have been learning about me and looking for me. I really wish you would not do that. I am sure both of you have more pressing things to do besides read about me and wonder out loud about me on your radio podcast. My friends told me that you discovered that I have been noticed in the greater Chicago slash Lake Michigan area. While I try desperately to keep myself keep to myself and go unnoticed, occasional sightings are inevitable. People and creatures actually see me all the time. Doing ordinary things such as dropping off my washing at Sud's laundromat on Ashland Avenue in Chicago, or attending Grandparents' Day at Tamarack Waldorf Preschool on the Lower East Side of Brady Street in Milwaukee. The only time they seem to be bothered by my appearance or when they are under a lot of stress, or I have something unpleasant to announce. It's paragraph one. What do you, how are you feeling so far? It's just, it's <laughs> the specificness of everything. <laughs> yeah. Is, is what gets me. I'm sure that if you Google mapped right now, if you like, you know, do, 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 do yeah. on your phone, and you're looking up, uh, you know, Sud's laundromat on Ashland Avenue in Chicago, that place is going to pop up. I'm going to look it up right now. I never have taken the time to do that. I, I think you should. You should do that while I read the next paragraph. Yeah. I honestly do not try to inflict drama or on any community. I just say things as they are. Like at Lake Michigan. Hey, big storm coming. Or at Point Pleasant. Say, folks, this bridge seems a little rickety to me. <laughs> I hate to be that guy. The I told you so guy. But come on, it's really not a big deal. I'm just a graduate of Northwestern University's McCormick School of Engineering and Applied Sciences in Evanston, Illinois, so I noticed these things. What's, what's the situation on the street right now? Suds, Ave- Suds Laundromat and Drop-Off, Ashland Avenue. That's a real thing. It's a real thing. So, I mean, that's where, that's where you could go. That's what you could see. There's also an Ulta Beauty right up the street, so I mean that's how he gets so like pretty. Dips. You know, yeah, he double dips and double dip, nice double dips and gets out of there. Yeah. In terms of my sightings, the connections between Lake Michigan, Bermuda, and Point Pleasant are obvious if you know where to look. Most importantly, take a look at the triangles. Most persons of a certain age are quite familiar with the Bermuda Triangle. There are documented occurrences of the Lake Michigan Triangle, shipwrecks, plane crashes, and the like. A similar portal is in the Ohio River. To be sure, there are many other portals for creature folk like myself to travel through. But these are the ones that I am most comfortable with. 
The good people of Bermuda have the best attitude of all places. I spend my time. They know how to mind their own business and take a hint once in a while. So should we, or should we be taking a hint? Apparently we should. I, I, I guess. Uh, he goes on. Another helpful part of my travels between my homes is my strong affection for the tamarack tree. I like it best of all the conifers because it's the only conifer that loses all of its needles in the fall. I like that my grandchildren go to preschool at a place named after the tree. And I like to put my crafts at the Tamarack Plaza on the West Virginia Turnpike, fairly close to Point Pleasant, under the pseudonym Charles Posner. There are no Tamaracks in Bermuda, but Bermuda has plenty else going for it, so that's okay. I wish you and your listeners well. Perhaps next year's Mothman Festival meetup could be somewhere on the thousand plus miles of shoreline of Lake Michigan. Better turnout? Just a suggestion. Sincerely, Mothman, a.k.a. Charles Posner. P.S. Enclosed is a scale from one of my wings. I thought you might enjoy this artifact. And if you go to the video version or the live stream, uh, this is the scale that they included. I'm kinda, it's, it's, it's reflective, so I'm kind of shining it a lot. Uh, this all came in, in the envelope. Um, the whole, there's like letters of stuff. It's pretty wild. I mean, whoever did that, you know, they took a lot of time out of their day. Maybe it was Mr. Man. I don't know. If it I, was, I have I, theories. I have theories of who of, of who of who did this. Um, I have I have my own theories. I won't I won't I won't say them. Um, but but I do believe that that, that um that this is that this is Mothman. Um, yeah. that I, I think at the assistance of maybe some friends that we've had. Uh, Got got Mothman to come and talk to us. Directly. So can we maybe can we go out on a limb and say that Mothman is a friend of the pod? I think Mothman is, is a, a severe friend of the pod. I'm gonna look up Charles Posner. I'm gonna look up Charles Posner right now. Look up, yeah, Charles Posner Tamarack. See Posner, what comes up. Tamarack. Okay, uh, Charles Posner. Um, let's see. Tamarack, a year in review. There's a Gary Posner. Um, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell Charles Posner. I mean, it's hard to pull up anything. It's hard to put up anything Tamarack specific. It's giving. Charles it's giving Posner. addresses for places in Point Pleasant. It, this is like a weird, a weird search. Um, there's a lot going well, on. Well, I mean, I hope that if Mothman is listening, I hope if Mr. Man is listening, that he knows that we are big time fans. We mean no, no ill, you know, right. no ill intent is is in this. We are we're big time fans. I mean, like I told you, I did my fourth grade social studies project on Mothman. Mm -hmm. um, learned all about Point Pleasant, and mm -hmm. you know how big of a fan I am of the movie The Mothman Prophecies. Mm -hmm. It's a yearly watch, even though that chapstick scene still scares the shit out of me. Where he's, but, where they're like, oh, reach in your drawer and you got, yeah. But that's not Mothman, that's just injured cold. I know, but it's like, they go hand in hand and that's what scares me. Because they say that injured cold is still spotted in West Virginia. That's the, that, I think that's the scariest part about it. 
So what is injured cold? What's let, let's let's do a so, quick one oh one on injured here. So so another one one oh one course here. Injured cold when Mothman was being spotted in West Virginia, they called injured cold the smiling man. And he was being spotted in the areas and he was going basically to the people who made the reports of the sightings. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he was kind of like this like man in black, like well, the men in black also were spotted, so that's a whole other thing. But, like, he was sort of this, like, you didn't see what you thought you saw. And, like, and I, I believe questioning people and showing up in their homes at night while they were asleep and just this devilish grin all the time. And, like, people just said they felt uneasy. And he's mm-hmm. just this, like, mysterious being. And there was a lot of other stuff about him. And, the, and he, like, drove a lantern or something. That There was a lot of... Yeah, uh, it's like really a chimney lantern. Stuff. And he's from the yeah. Galapagos Galaxy or whatever. Um, yeah. I, I've read a whole book on it, which, let me tell you something. Uh, I, I, I want to get into media here in a minute. Uh, but Mothman yeah. prophecies not... Uh, uh, if you are a reader of books... It is not a book that makes you feel, okay, everything here is pretty coherent. Um, it makes sense to me. There's a lot in that book that... What was his name? John Keel? Is that the author? Mm-hmm. I think it was John Keel, yeah. It was John Keel, yep. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, I think that, yeah, it's definitely a, an interesting take on the events, I mean, it it absolutely became it, it's more theatrical and you know, but the when you start reading into like the actual reports and things that were going on, like it it's terrifying. And the sightings at the TNT plant, you know, teenagers being chased like in their car, mm-hmm. go back into town by something that because there were you know all of these scientists and even today they still say, oh, you know, a sandhill crane migration pattern you were probably seeing that you were seeing an owl you were seeing this like but these things like you don't just accidentally see something that's seven feet tall with red eyes and then have people around the same time around town seeing the same thing in different places like somebody's gonna get a good view at this and be like oh no that's a, that's a crane that's a sandhill crane or that's mm-hmm. that's this like but for a whole town even police and and lawyers and doctors and people in town to be completely clueless on what they're seeing and terrified like there's something going on there Mm -hmm. that's not just just a happenstance of of a bird that happened maybe it like flew into a trash bag and you know like something's going on there i agree i I think that there is i think that there is with any of these stories i feel like that you get a bunch of sides of the story and then somewhere in there is the truth um, and, and, yeah. the, and the truth I think is, um, some, like, I, I think that there are weird things out there. Um, but I don't think there's like, I don't think that they can be described so clearly sometimes. Yeah. And I feel like the more that you try, like these Mothman sightings are like, there was a guy with big wings and he mm-hmm. flew at me at the airport and nobody was yeah. like, it was the Mothman at the airport. I saw him. His, his, you know, uh, he greeted me and he said his name is Charles Posner and he handed me a, you know, a ukulele That's to play. You got your letter, yeah. Right. I, I am more of the things are amorphous. Things are a little strange, but not a hundred percent like able to. You're really not able to describe things naturally. 
you know? Yeah. I, and just the more I think about the universe and how unlikely it is that we're alone and just the things that I feel like we understand in our brains and things that we are accustomed to, Mm -hmm. things, you know, we have such a limited knowledge of like what could really be out there just because we're used to what we see on our planet. That is everyday life. That is normal. That is explainable. Mm-hmm. But like, think about how vast the universe is, mm-hmm. and how many other things could be out there. And if they happen to find their way here, you know, of course, people are going to try to say, "No, that's this. That's this." Like, they're going to try to have like a logical explanation for what that could be based off like what we like have reference of, like what right. we. But like, there's so much out there. There's no way that there's not things like that on this planet at times that I just, I fail to believe that it's something simple like a crane. Yeah. It's just the way they're going to explain it is always going to try to be the most logical. I don't know. I mean, and I'm I'm of the opinion that it could be a sandhill crane, but it it may be like a huge sand, like a gigantic. Yeah. Sandhill crane, like something that is like comically large and would be worth like writing about and being like, holy yeah. crap, this bird yeah. is huge. But the thing that's strange is if it was a sandhill crane, why in Point Pleasant specifically has it just not been seen since right after the Silver Bridge collapsed, you know? Like you would think if it was, oh yeah, sandhill crane. Mm-hmm. Well, why are we not every year seeing sand, a sandhill crane and thinking there it is? Like it, nothing, it's just not adding up, you know? Yeah, it's uh, it's just strange. And the red eyes—that's another thing. And sandhill cranes, I believe, are are pretty light in color. Mm-hmm. Like, I, so for someone to say it was like this dark, like you know, like black fur or black wings and, and red eyes, like that mm-hmm. just doesn't add up to me. And I mean, it could be Natalie know, Portman from Black Swan, you know, I mean, I never I never saw that movie. Oh, yeah. I, Darren Aronofsky. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that was a if that was a cheesy dad joke reference or not, but I'm just going to roll with it. I mean, it, 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 it's I'm not, not even going to I'm not even going to sigh. Look, I'm, don't even growth. don't even. Yeah, we're, we're growing together. Um, So I want to I want to get your take. I, I want to get your take on. <laughs> on Mothman prophecies here as kind of like starting yeah. off the media portion because mm-hmm. Mothman media has gotten pretty big. Yeah. Um, so prophecies, Absolutely. what's your take on that movie? Other than obviously you talked about the chapstick and, and yeah, I think I feel like so many people have a different opinion on that movie. Mm-hmm. I personally really love the movie mm-hmm. and cause I know I saw it when I was a kid that kind of sparked my interest in Mothman because at, at the time, you know, seeing that you're like, Oh my God, that's West Virginia. Like that's my state and did the social studies project and moved on with that. So, I mean, I think a part of it, I, I might be a little biased because mm-hmm. it's nostalgia and it's something that I liked when I was a kid, but I also like, I typically don't like Richard Gere movies that much, but I really, Oh, come on. Character. Nights at Rodanthe. Pretty <laughs> woman. I, my grandma had that book. Nights and Nights and Rodande or Rodan, whatever you pronounce it. Uh, pretty it's Rodanthe. I liked it's is awesome. it Rodanthe. It's Rodanthe. I thought it was Rodanthe. I've never seen Nights and Rodanthe, but I just remember that movie title because <laughs> it was always on sale at, at the movie gallery. <laughs> I just remember Dixie had the book like on her little like her little shelf of books. Mm. But 
I think Richard Gere's character is great. Um, the way that they kind of like have him just get sucked into Point Pleasant, like not even intending to be there and kind of the mystery of how he ended up there. I thought it was good. It's I, I don't really think it's an inherently scary movie, but I think mm. it's creepy enough and like confusing enough and enough of like a mystery that it, it in my opinion, I think it's a good like horror movie. Mm. It's not really a horror movie, but you know what I mean? Like it's a good kind of creepy kind of cult. I don't know it, but I know a lot of people that hate it and they thought it was boring, mm. but it still like once a year, I normally try to watch it typically close to the Mothman festival, which God knows when we'll have that again. But, um, not, not, I think there's enough ever. scenes in it that are creepy and yeah, groups and pe of people that's going to be so like, I, I know that it doesn't scare you and you've made fun of me a lot for that chapstick scene scaring me. Yeah. Uh huh. But yeah, that, that, that movie is you know so boring. Cold. It's so boring. I want to like keel over. <laughs> I nah. see now if I didn't like the movie, I would have laughed at your little John Keel dad joke there, but uh -huh. I, I love it. I don't know. I, it's like a comfort movie for me, which is scary because it's like, it's there's nothing about that movie is comforting at all, but it's, it's just it's 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 one of those movies. We I think we all I think every person has a movie that most people think is just like ass, like it's just a mm. bad movie. But it's not a bad it. it's not a bad movie. I, it's I'm just not I'm never sure what like what is is it a thriller? Is it a horror movie? Like what is the no. is it just a detective? It transcends movie? genre. It transcends, it transcends genre. all genres. But like it's when just, I think of when I movie. think of thrillers, I think of like Shutter Island. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like and that is exciting. Like that's like what is going yeah. on here? That's I'm, a big time mystery. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, that is more of in a a thriller aspect, and I feel like that maybe. Right. Mothman Prophecies is a thriller, but I, I don't think there's there's no thrill in the thriller, you know? I disagree, but I get why you say that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can see why people maybe don't like the movie. Mm -hmm. But I do think it was important overall to Mothman's legacy. Oh, uh, I think uh, yeah. after that movie came out, you know, the Mothman Museum kind of that grew and that became a big thing and right and i, and I think as and, as movies evolved like the exorcist yeah. is not scary like i yeah. mean unless you're particularly afraid of one thing like that's a very like a yeah goofy corny movie now but back when yeah. it came out people like were like Friday the 13th, oh my god halloween like those movies now they're not really thrillers they're just they're just classic horror movies, mm -hmm. but like that type of horror just doesn't work now. Like it's, yeah. And right. I agree. I think that's the same with Mothman. It's more of just like a creepy kind of like what is happening type of movie. Um, but it's, like I said, it's been big for the city, of, for the town of Point Pleasant, for the Mothman museum, for just like the eyes on Point Pleasant and mm -hmm. the legend of that. And mm -hmm. I think that, I think it was important. I would, I would love to see, another Hollywood take on it that maybe isn't as cheesy in certain ways, like maybe a little scarier or a little more modern. Like I think that could be, I think there's a lot of potential there with Mothman mm -hmm. with that story. And I mean, I say Hollywood in terms of a movie, but I know you've been <laughs> very excited 
about something uh, in media with the Mothman. Well, I mean, that's that's where I want to end. But before we get there, we obviously need to talk about Fallout 76 and how it's impact. Oh, yeah. It, it has impacted yeah, how people view Mothman and look at Mothman and came about a time when people were making a lot of um, a lot of art about Mothman. Um, yeah. And kind of took on its own, like ascended from the game back into popular media. Um, yeah. Funko Pops of him. Like there's. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And kind of got this like, you know, cult following, um, some would say. Yeah. Uh, and and it's you know the success of that game at the beginning was obviously not like you know stars across the board, but I think that it rekindled this like moth mania, I guess that that yeah. that happened. Um, yeah, kind of transcended it, it a little bit. I think it refreshed it up. You know, brought its relevance back. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, um, which we've talked about how like I guess our feelings on the video game on fallout's sort of it's i guess take on mothman mm-hmm. and and the design and and how it did that and it, i think i think we both kind of did we i feel like we agreed that maybe there's more to it that yeah it know. seems amorphous just in in its mm-hmm. nature and especially even with updates to that game where they've added in cultists and and like cult yeah. locations for the cult of mothman and there's literally a, a thing called the cult of mothman um and i'm like that's even more confusing because they worship mothman but mothman yeah. is multiple things so are we just yeah is there a real Mothman out there? I'm yeah. sure that that story will continue in some form or fashion, and I feel like that that's pretty easy pickings for them yeah. to be like, okay, imagine if they just did like a Mothman expansion. Like, that would I, be fire. I think that would be awesome. That would I, be fire. I feel like that would be a really cool quest line. But you you had a good point last time we talked about it, about the statue, mm-hmm. and how that maybe could be a little bit telling for some, right. for a possibility of something, because... I mean, the statue in the game very closely matches the statue that is really in Point Pleasant. But mm-hmm. then you look at the Mothman in the game, and it's nothing like the statue that that seems to be, you know, the actual Mothman. Like, they don't look alike at all. Right. And so maybe these people worship um, this, this... I don't even know how... How did we explain it? It's like a... They're they're not really worshiping the real Mothman, or right. Yeah, I had made a point essentially saying that that Mothman that they there is like Mothmen, and then there's Mothman, Mm -hmm. and Mothman is the entity much like that looks like the statues that's probably controlling things that I theorize is a character called Jeff Lane um, that he kind of ascended, went into this weird cave, and long story made short, he ascended to creepiness. And I think that yeah. that person is now the Mothman um, that looks okay. more like the statue. Um, and all of these moth men are just like mutated moths, which is kind of what the game says in one way, but also turns around and says, but also no. So, yeah. A little it's, confusing. It's confusing. Mm-hmm. It is definitely confusing. But it's like you said, that's there. I feel like there's so much potential for them there with that to explain more, to just sort of play with that idea mm-hmm. of of like what which is there a different you know 
version of the Mothman that maybe is more true to, to real life Mothman. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's definitely, it, yeah, I, it's just such a weird, and I feel like I forget often that it's really not that far from us where everything originally took place and that there are still people alive today that, you know, saw the real thing. So I wonder how they feel seeing the media and, and different, different kind of renditions of this creature that they saw. And right. I don't know. It, it's definitely, um, it's like I said at the beginning, he's kind of become this like cultural icon right. of West Virginia. And I think that this media has definitely made that more, more relevant. Right. So now I get to wear my, my Riverdale shirt. It's my Riverdale shirt. Um, yeah. Because the, I almost wore that today for this. The, uh, the latest storyline plotline season six of Riverdale um, to, to give you a brief rundown. Obviously if, if you've listened to this podcast, you know what fall it is, but let me tell you about Riverdale. Riverdale is a um, high school mystery show. Kind of, mm-hmm. kind of dealio. Um, is it really campy? Like I still haven't watched it. Is it like, it's like, it's campy, the- but it, it's, it's like self-aware and it's campiness. Um, so it's yeah. like, Everyone is a like the actors are all aware what the heck is going on, like, yeah. and that all the stuff that they're saying doesn't make any much you know, sense at all. Um, it, it is clear everyone is in on that, but it is about uh, is based off of um, Archie Comics, which um, was an old uh, an old standard of many comic shops, and it started a redheaded kid named Archie, and Archie was kind of like a character that could do anything in high school yeah. and. Did a bunch of stuff that was really based in the 1950s and was more of like a lens into like what teenage life was or what it was thought out to be in the 1950s. Um, so Riverdale is kind of set in an amorphous age where you're not sure whether it's 1950s or it's the 2010s. Um, it's somewhere in yeah. between there. It's not the 60s or 70s maybe, but it's probably either 1950 or 2010 at the same time. Um, every <laughs> season there's generally a big mystery. So... Like your first season is they're trying to figure out who killed um, a character's brother. Um, the next yeah. season, there's like a serial killer on the loose. Like there's there's always something going on. There's one time, uh, one season, they uh, Dungeons and Dragons or in the show, all of the show products have like a, a funny name. So Dungeons and Dragons in the mm-hmm. show is called um, uh, Griffins and Gargoyles. <laughs> and um, that infiltrates the school. And then everybody's playing the devil game, Griffins and Gargoyles, um, which is just like D&D. Um, yeah. Th- there becomes a mysterious aspect where there's this gargoyle king that's slinging drugs. Um, drugs in the okay. show are, is called Jingle Jangle. That is the drug. Like Jingle Jangle. Yeah, that's the drug in the show. Yeah. Um, okay. So long story, long story short, to kind of summarize you, is they went through five seasons of the show. Uh, they had a break for COVID right at the end when they were um, – I guess about to go to prom and graduate. And they decided when these characters graduated from high school, which took, you know, five seasons of the show. Um, <laughs> when they graduated from high school, they were going to do a time jump of seven years. So all okay. of the characters, which is uh, generally you're following Archie is the main character. Jughead is played by Cole Sprouse, like, you know, from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's got a brother. He's got that twin brother named Dylan Sprouse. There's Sprouse brothers, you know. Um, is he on the show too, or is it just Cole? No, it's just Cole. Uh, and then you've got uh, was it Betty and Veronica are the the 
the characters from the comics that are there that are yeah. the, the ladies. So Jughead becomes a writer. That's the whole thing. There's a, a whole like um, the, the, like Nancy Drew joke that they make for an entire season. He's a writer and yeah. he's writing mysteries. And so the show is now tackling it from his perspective of he's in a writer's stump and the writers send him to Riverdale or the writers, I guess his producer, his contact. Yeah. They send him to Riverdale to write about this hometown. And they talk, and it's very interesting from the perspective of, like, modern culture, because are you familiar with, like, Hillbilly Elegy? Yeah. So that book in itself and how it portrays Appalachia is pretty problematic. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. They, they like, messed a lot of things. The guy that wrote it is, is kind of from a, a strangely privileged area and really talks down about the area that he grew up in. And it's yeah, a, big, sucks. <laughs> a big center of debate, and yeah. it's very strange. But Jughead is literally talking to his talking to his producer, and is like, you know, I'm not going to write about this town. I'm not going to write a Riverdale elegy. And I'm like, holy crap, they're talking about like hillbilly elegy. This is, so at yeah. first, I was like, that's interesting because in this like in this show, like Riverdale is 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 now dying. They've lost their uh, they're now unincorporated. So they don't have their services anymore. They're trying to save their high school. Like it's a dying town. And he's like, I'm not going to write a Riverdale elegy. And I'm like, yeah, whoa, it's absolutely like so many towns in Appalachia right now. Right. That's it's so at at first I was like, whoa, that's kind of interesting. And then he's talking with his his friend. She's like, oh, I know something you could write about. He's like, what? (laughs) This lady's like Mothman. And he's like, huh? Mothman? Mothman. Um, so in the show, and I've said this before, he goes out to this like cabin. There's a Mothman statue. There's a guy that's talking about Mothman and Mothmen from space. Um, and there's drawings of Mothman, of various yeah. people you know, having sightings. Um, the latest episode, they uh, found out that they found out that back in like the 70s or 60s, there were sightings at a yeah. diner of the Mothman. Mm-hmm. And so you're learning about this and then you learn that um they actually like one of the mothmen died while it was on so there's more than one in this universe it seems like there's more than one in this universe yes one of the mothmen died um and so they took it and they didn't know what to do with it but they wanted they didn't want anybody to find out because they killed something and so they put it in in a in a barrel of maple syrup which which preserved its corpse so in the last episode, Jughead goes and rolls out a, a barrel of maple syrup to break it open to find a Mothman corpse. So that's where we're at. I just picture when when I picture you sitting down to watch the first episode of this whole storyline, mm-hmm. Mothman comes up, and I just picture you like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where he's like, like like the pointing at the screen. I just picture you losing it, just like world like earth shattering moment yes of you just losing your mind yes uh, i love that i eventually i'll watch it i'll catch up and get there but it'll be out on netflix eventually because it has a partnership yeah. with it um it, yeah it is it, i am very curious as to where it will go um and it, it mm-hmm. has a a history of kind of dropping storylines but then tying them back yeah. up so like generally a season one season is 24 episodes and it's generally in two parts yeah. And so the first part okay. of the season will be this problem with this bad guy 
and then they get the bad guy. And then the second half of the season is like new problem, different bad guy. And then at the finale, yeah. two bad guys line up and it's like, Oh, everything from the, from the first part and the second part, we're all coming together. And so like all of the, like there's like a number of different bad guys in the show. There was one scene where they got invited to a dinner, like these high school kids. And there were all of these serial yeah. killers in the room for their dinner. Like they were already like convicted and everything. It wasn't just like, Oh, they're hiding. It was like, they were like, known community wide serial killers. Um just out there just enjoying life. Right. Um having it, a good time. It's kind of like uh what what is it? It's kinda of like Cobra Kai. Like that yeah. that show would be so much shorter if they just called the police. You know? Yeah. Like if somebody got oh, a fight yeah, and they're like, let me just call the police. Instead they gotta like battle in the gotta do a whole battle, yeah. Right. And 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 I mean it's like that the level of the level of corniness, if you watch Cobra Kai, is about the yeah. same for Riverdale. I would say because everybody in Cobra Kai right. is aware is aware that it is like stupid. Like all yeah. of the leads know that it's like very intentionally self aware. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I'll get there eventually. I'll. But it is neat to see, like, just something like that picking up a Mothman storyline. Yeah. So, and well, I mean, this is Mothman that. for Zoomers. You know, basically, yeah, it's it's a good way to introduce them. So I'm sure maybe because there was like a weird sci fi channel movie a few years ago that was just terrible. Like it wasn't even the same type of Mothman story. And I yeah, that wasn't for me. So hopefully this might open up some people to to the to the the legend a little bit better. The the legend, a.k.a. Charles Posner. My question is, I wonder how Charles Posner feels about this new iteration of Mothman, you know. He's just trying to live his life up in Chicago. He's just—I just picture him at like Lou Malnati's, just yeah. having a piece of deep dish pizza, and he looks up and like just sees Riverdale on TV, and he's just like, "Shit!" He's just mad. Like what he's if, trying to be. What if he was like a, a big fan of Riverdale and then was just watching it for fun, and then all of a sudden they came in with the Mothman stuff, and then he did the Leonardo DiCaprio point. You know, he was like, "Yeah, yeah." I—you never know. I. You know, if if he wants to reach back out to us, he can in a non creepy way. Please don't terrify us. I would don't just that. show up at our house, please. I prefer but that. If, if if you want to come on the pod and and just and just defend yourself and maybe let us know what's new with you, just let us know, Mister mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. With all respect, respectfully, with kindness. All <laughs> big fans, big fans. I'm just covering my ass because I don't want to wake up and have him at my window. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like that we're fully caught up with our our Mothman yeah. friend, um, and I feel like that everybody's friend in a good pod. place. You know, we're all now we're all moving forward hand in hand. Um, yeah, which is important. I want to I want right. to do more of this. Like, you know, where have we been? What are we doing? Where are we going? You know, yeah. like we're setting up a thesis here, a thesis of a <laughs> podcast, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go somewhere. Um, it's gonna be magical. I'm gonna tell you that much. All boys will be back after the break. My name is Brian Burton. It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. And since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. 
There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources. I would like to ask you, like we do at the end of every show, what are you excited for? What am I excited for? That's a great question. Um, I am excited for football. I've been getting all these, all, all of these uh, tweets and alerts and updates about free agency in the NFL, and I'm mm-hmm. realizing that there's a possibility with the vaccines and with everything going on that maybe we'll have like a normal sports season this fall potentially. And that makes me happy because it has been a weird year for everybody. And I think anywhere we can get a little victory like that is good. So that's what I'm excited about. Free agency just started and and the NFL is buzzing and that just makes me happy. I don't know. I didn't really care last year because obviously there were things more important than football. But this year I'm like, okay, it feels like it's comforting just to have that aspect of of life back, you know? Mm -hmm. What are you excited for? Uh, I'm excited for, um, you know, you always bring these things that are like, I'm excited for just, you know, the, the people to come back home for things to be righted in this world for everyone to hold hands and, 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 and bring peace back. And this week I'm bringing you something that is, is being righted, um, something that has been wronged. And mm-hmm. is is coming back and is restoring the peace of the universe, and that is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League comes out on Friday, and I am really excited for that. So I I'm, have, I'm excited for it too. I, I forgot that was this week. Yeah, that's this week. Yeah, you, I have not forgotten. Um, I have always been a big Batman, Superman, pretty much just a Justice League fan in general. Honestly, mm-hmm. one of the best cartoons in general. Um, yeah, I don't know if you watched as a kid. Uh, one of the best openings for a cartoon ever. Um, yeah, you 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 literally cannot. In fact, I think for anything outside of maybe like a, a few select James Bond movies, as far as like an opening mm-hmm. theme song credit scene, the Justice League uh, cartoon. I don't even remember. I guess it was just called Justice League. But yeah, so I'm, you were not a fan of the first rendition of the justice league no um that it was movie painfully bad it was it didn't make any sense yeah it was it, just, it and and here's the thing it probably it, this movie is going to be four hours and yeah. it probably needs to be four hours because yeah. because it, the thing that marvel did and they spent time with each individual character in their own movies to yeah. eventually bring them together for Avengers. And so you need to have all of that happen in one movie, and you've only spent time with, uh, if you're looking at the trilogy, um, Man of Steel, mm-hmm. Batman v Superman, which had Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman in it, and established them. Yeah. And then th- that's it before that. So you're bringing in mm-hmm. Flash, Cyborg, Aquaman. Um, Aquaman was like a real surprisingly good movie. Um, I mm-hmm. loved Aquaman for some, like I was expecting to be like, 
not into it whatsoever. I still haven't seen it. It's great. Yeah. Um, it, it's fun. I like it, it. It's not. It's not groundbreaking. You know. It's not trying to. It's yeah, not trying to I groundbreak think anything. League, I think just the first Justice League take was so disappointing to me that I just didn't want to do DC for a while. I just was like, I'm. I'm out. There's. I need to just. Yeah, I understand Ugh. because it, it was it was really terrible, and a lot of people didn't care for Batman v Superman, and that was a lot of um, what I call the "I'm a boy," where you have mm-hmm. one character that's like "I'm a boy," and the other one's like "No, I'm a boy." Well, I'm a, a yeah. bigger boy. Well, I'm a yeah. bigger boy, and that's what a lot of that like yeah a lot of that movie was, and so I feel like the getting the team together movie is a better thing for. And I like I, I like Zack Snyder films. I like Watchmen, um, particularly the the, the yeah. extended edition that's four hours. Um, I'm all about that movie. Um, I'm into what else? Sucker Punch. That was a great movie. Um, mm-hmm. Three hundred, obviously. Like, there's a style that he has, and I'm interested to see what mm-hmm. becomes of. Because we've never had, like, think about it in the history of movies. We've never had a movie. Like, imagine if they did this with Game of Thrones that last season. That it has been so, like, so hated that they went back and they were like, all right, we're just going to, you know what? We messed up. Let's just do it again and forget that one ever happened. Like, imagine if they did that for Game of Thrones. I would love nothing more if they just let us wipe. Because I've never in my life seeing something that was so big just be dropped off the face of the earth of relevance mm-hmm. so quick than after that last season. I, I like, I normally when a show's over, people talk about it for years and it still holds like breaking bad. People like, are still talking still about breaking today. bad and bad men. And yeah, game of Thrones. I couldn't give a shit anymore. Right. Like after season seven, it was just like the, at, like at the end of season seven, there were some highs, but it was already kind of like, getting lazy and then season eight it was just like i kept holding on to hope and then so if they did that for that like that's a good comparison i think is like the fact that they just it's it's like yeah just forget the first justice league right didn't didn't count didn't count do over Mm -hmm. we're gonna do it right this time and i mean Uh, the story the story of how it's it's made was very like it was very sad because the Zack yeah. Snyder, the director, and his wife was a, the producer on it. Their daughter committed suicide while they were filming it, and they were like, "We obviously can't make this movie right now. We gotta go right. deal with the rest yeah. of our family, you know, and, and like cope with this terrible disaster." Um, and 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 so to come back to it and be like, "Okay, let's make the movie that we wanted to make in the first place, and have the budget mm-hmm. to do that, and have." The company that really screwed them over from the get go say, you know what? Maybe we maybe we messed up. Maybe it was our fault. Yeah. Um, so let's yeah. just let we're gonna let you do what you need to yeah. do. So that's like once George R. R. Martin maybe you know finishes writing his new book, maybe they'll go to HBO and be like, hey, um, so the writers, yeah, on that last season, we we yeah. we were the writers and we didn't do a good job. Can we have yeah. this guy maybe write? The last season, and we'll do it. We'll just do it again. Yeah. You know, we we got the we'll money. end at the end of season seven and just go from there. Right. I think that would be a good idea. I mean, there were a couple of cool moments in season eight, but like it just the bad outweighed it so much. And the well, end, like there were so many lines in the last episode that I was just like, ah, really. 
Like it's just, it was just so like lazy. Like, yeah, let's wrap this up. Let's just finish it. Like it, it reminded me of like every essay I wrote in college, like starts out strong. And then by the end, I'm just like BSing everything. I don't know. Right. It's like, kind of, it's kind of like thing. when you, it, it's like a, a bad thing when you go to, uh, you, you're like in a, a detective movie or like a mystery movie and you're trying to figure out who the right. killer is. And then it's like, they were trying to do a twist where they're like, Oh man, it was this person all along. And you, yeah. and you, the audience is expected to go, Oh wow. But really they were like, it was the janitor in the bathroom. And we're all yeah. like, that person wasn't, that didn't make yeah. any sense. Why it just it, there was so much hype for nothing. It, the I, the the Night King just as soon as you actually see him, he's just gone. It just mm-hmm. the easiest. Like I don't know. It was the whole thing. I think that they could have honestly made season eight into like three seasons. They should have expanded upon different things and. Yeah, know, but well, what you were saying, they it, wanted to do. They wanted to do two seasons. HBO wanted them to do two more seasons, and the yeah. uh, the people said no that they had to go work on Star Wars, and then their and then Star they Wars ended up working on Star Wars, <laughs> and then their Star Wars movies got canceled because of oh. the reception to Game of Thrones. And I'm thinking to myself, has anybody shot themselves in the foot that bad? You know, I yeah, they straight up ruined their careers. Like I don't, I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just. I, like I said, and it's I weird because they've done other... like they did seven seasons of really great show. Like, yeah, they're perfectly capable of having a good show. Yeah. Like, it's not like I just think they got quick. They they got lazy and they said, we're going to do Star Wars. Let's just let's, let's end just it. Wrap let's it up. Get it over with. And. And that's kind of what happened. That's the same thing that happened it's... to Justice League. And so, like, when they went to yeah. do reshoots with it, they had the CGI was it Henry Cavill's lip at lip like to not he had a mustache for Mission Impossible uh, I think Fallout yeah. was the one that he was in which is a good good movie um and so his lip mm. looks really like he looks like a little lizard person the whole time he's he's like got it yeah. down here and you can barely yeah, see the outline that was of his so lip. weird yeah strange which i prefer i prefer him as as uh Geralt anyways so I just think he's a gem. I think he's a national treasure. He's great, man. And he's like a he's like a big gamer too. He just seems like a cool guy. I say he's a national um, treasure, but he's he's from he's from, you know, the British side. But he is the national treasure of Britain, yeah. I would say. Yeah. You know. It's, now that now that David cool Bowie has has passed, I think he's the new national treasure of Britain. He's the new national treasure. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think that, that Justice League is gonna be cool. I'm excited for that. And uh Captain or um Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier. To which I always say, yeah. Falcon Punch. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I, I feel like I'm still processing WandaVision and now they're dropping this, which is just like bless you, Marvel. Like you've got us lined up for the year. So um but Justice League, I'm I'm excited. I'll have to get HBO Max. Uh, I've been kind of toying with that idea, but the stimulus check hit today, stimulus. so <laughs> feeling dangerous. I have to get that subscription rolling. So we have yeah. liked the HBO Max just because there's a literal new movie every month, and it's a movie that we yeah. probably go see anyways, just because we like to go to the movie theater, mm-hmm. and so it became a benefit where it's like, okay, every month is essentially two yeah. movie tickets, you know. That's true. I might have to do that. I I ha- used to have it like the before it was HBO Max. I think it was like HBO Go yeah. or HBO, HBO Now Go. or whatever. And I really liked that a lot. But then I just I kind of watched everything that was on it. Mm-hmm. But now that that seems like they've kind of 
like vamped that up a little bit and, and there's a little more allure to it. So I think I'll have to check that out. But that's a yeah, good thing. We're, to be we're sponsored about. by you got HBO. Excited about it now. We're sponsored by <laughs> HBO. Use the code. <laughs> uh, use codes. Uh, uh, what would be our code? Snyder Cut. Snyder. <laughs> Snyder uh, time. Use code, Snyder what, what Cider. Was Mothman's name? What was Mothman's Charles name? Charles Posner. Uh, Use use code Charles Posner sixty nine for yeah mm-hmm. nothing nothing off yes for absolutely nothing just, yeah just entertain us but yeah I, you got me excited about it now so see yeah I'm excited I'm so excited for football look at me <laughs> yeah you're not excited <laughs> you're more excited for baseball understandable <laughs> I'm I, I am I am very excited for baseball but we'll have to talk about that yeah. another time um as always you can catch. Our show live Wednesdays at 5. We go from twitch.tv slash vaultboyswv. And so you can see us in all of our beautiful faces glory. But if you miss the stream, you can get it afterwards on YouTube. Um, and like any podcast, you can go to your podcast services and, you know, get us on there. Um, yeah. This week, I'm going to ask listeners to do two things. Um, we're, trying to, we're trying to bump our numbers on Twitch. And listen, you may not be a Twitch Twitcher. You may not be twitching a lot to get on the Twitch, Twitcher. but I'm going to ask that if we get to 50 followers, then we can do a little bit more with, with the live show. Um, and I think right now we're at 26 or 27. And if we can get to 50, that would be heck of a grand time. Um, so if you could go on there and just follow us, you don't even have to watch. If you, if you're like uh, Wednesdays at five, I got, you know, clarinet recitals. Great. But that's where your brain went with the yeah, <laughs> clarinet, clarinet recitals, right? If you could just go and follow us, uh, that would that would be great. And while you're there, you know, while you got your little computer open, you're looking around. Here's the thing: you may not have an iPhone, you may not have a, a an Apple device, but one thing that helps with discoverability is iTunes. And if you can go on there, go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five star review. You don't even have to write anything; you just have to put in the five stars, and it counts. Uh, but if you want to write something, that would be awesome, too. Uh, but if you can get us a review, that helps with our discoverability. That's when we get starting to get paid, you know, the big bucks. And we can do more of this. And I can trap Austin in, in this, like, you know, hell of fame. Like, imagine Austin being incredibly famous. Like, I That's mean. That's terrifying. I mean, That's and don't we really all want terrifying. that for him, you know? Don't we want to, <laughs> to elevate this precious person above our heads and say, this is our chosen one? No. I don't think they do. But if you leave us a review, just say that Mothman sent you. and Or Charles uh, Posner. Or Charles Posner, whichever you prefer. Right. Uh, and you can always catch us on, on social media. You know, you can follow us at Vault Boys WV, at Vault Boys. You know, whatever the Vault Boys is, we'd be there with our boys. We'd be vaulting. Um, as far as the show today, I believe that's it. So, Austin, I'm going to kindly ask if you take us out. Yeah. Uh, From holler to highway, we've got you covered six ways to Sunday. Rated M for mature. Because we don't believe in scripted advertisements, we're going to do this raw. I'm regretting this decision. No, you're not. This is the DL Weekly Gaming News. There's nothing to regret here because it's your source for everything in the gaming world. Every week, we bring it to you unscripted, unfiltered. That's why it's rated M for mature, right, Brenna? Among many, many other reasons. I am 
one of your hosts, Jameson. And as he already said, I am Brenna, the other glorious part to this quality podcast. You can find us every week wherever you listen to your podcasts at DL Gaming News. And you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter if you want some gaming news in your social media feed every day at DL Gaming News. And uh, you can find us individually if you really, really, truly want to see our faces. I am at DL underscore Mother Goose. And I'm at DL Jameson. And this was an advertisement. Go fuck yourselves. Listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.